Welcome to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast. This is your weekly discussion of all things vegan and vegetarian in Toronto and the GTA. My name is Jeanette, and I'm joined today by fellow volunteers. Steve. Sweta. And Sweta, this is her very first time volunteering for us, training, uh, and she's the very first time with the podcast as well, so she may not say very much, or she might actually say a lot. We're not sure yet, but, but welcome. Thank you for coming uh, and for training. Um, and we're all vegans, and we're all volunteers at the Toronto Vegetarian Association, otherwise known as the TVA. We come to you every week from the offices of the TVA and heard on CJRU 1280 AM The Scope, Ryerson's campus and community station. And if you don't know, the TVA's um, mission is to inspire people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. And on today's show, we're very lucky to have Matt Noble with us, who's biked in from a gorgeous Saturday afternoon, and he is... Yes. Um, and what's your official title with the, the Toronto Vegetarian Food Bank? I don't know. Nothing's really that official. I, yep. I, guess, I guess I'm the executive director, founder. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure. Whatever. Food bank dude. Main guy behind the Toronto Vegetarian Food Bank. And yeah, yeah. It's a collection of main people, for yeah. sure. Okay. Um, and you may have seen the Toronto Vegetarian Food Bank at some past TVA events. I know you've had mm-hmm. a table there in presence and kind of talked about the organization. Yeah. So we're we thought... We're at Market and yep. we're at, we, we are at all the... The veg fests at Harbor Front Center every September. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we thought it was time to have you on the podcast talk a little bit more about what you do. So the f- the first thing we do is we like to get to know our guests by asking them their vegan origin story. So please let us know how you became vegan. Uh, yeah. So I initially stopped eating beef, and I guess that was an environmental thing. I've been quite an environmentalist my whole life. I was always the guy biking around the suburbs and everything when everyone was driving. Um, so I stopped eating beef, uh, and just from learning stuff too, I also like went to journalism school, so I consider, you know, I try to learn stuff and be aware of what's going on in the world. So, uh, yeah, I just, you know, from learning, uh, realized that beef was horrible for the environment. And so I stopped eating that. And then somewhere down the road, I stopped eating pork sort of for health, I guess. And then, so I was only eating uh, chicken and fish a little bit and, uh, naturally kind of moved away from it and wasn't really eating it that much. Um, and then I just learned about, you know, what was going on with the oceans and, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm sort of intuitive. Like it's, there's not like a scientific reason. I wasn't like, oh, a million fish versus like a billion. I was just like, this sucks. I'm going to stop. So I stopped eating fish and I guess chicken at the same time. I think the last thing I ever had was like uh, chicken or fish or chicken or like turkey or something at like a Christmas dinner or something. And then I think on like a New Year's day, I probably stopped. So right around New Year's. So I guess I'm coming up on probably like, uh. Oh, no, that would have been vegetarian. Anyway, <laughs> I was vegetarian, and uh, actually my sister, who also runs the kitchen at the food bank, and she's one of the people who's been there for the last three and a half years the whole time, uh, Amanda, she uh, she actually, I was vegetarian for a while, and she just went vegan all of a sudden. Um, Amanda actually went to school, uh, to um, college with, uh, or university with Holly, who used to run the veg the the first original Holly Larson, right? Holly Larson, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think think somehow through Holly, through Amanda, I somehow found out about Pig Save. Um, and anyway, so Amanda was vegan, I was veg, and I was like, okay, well, I can go vegan, whatever. I didn't really know much about the dairy industry or eggs or anything like that. Um, but I was like, okay, well, I'll take the next step because my younger sister is 
Um, and then I, like, met Holly and just ended up meeting, you know, all the TVA community, like, everybody, like, just kind of, like, the veg scene in Toronto. And, uh, yeah, I've probably been vegan for about nine years now. Okay. Something like that. So, and when was the vegetarian, like, you gave up beef? That was the first step? That was, like, ten years ago? Oh, that would have been, yeah, yeah like, over ten years ago. So okay. I've probably been vegan for about nine. Okay. So who knows? Yeah, so it's if it's too, just, we just, passed, like, came into 2018, so I probably, like, went fully vegetarian, uh, like, 11 years ago, mm-hmm. like, 2007 or 8. Mm-hmm. Like, I when think- I was, when I was, yeah, right when I was actually in journalism school. Okay. I think maybe that's, um, it's not a story that we hear a lot on this podcast, like, the more of the gradual, like, kind of mm-hmm. giving up of things. A lot of yeah, people, people are, like, like yeah, they're, like, I watched this documentary or, or I read this book and then I did it overnight. <clears> but <throat> I think that, um, I think it's probably more common than we think in terms of, like, the gradual just kind of giving up things one at a time. And then I think that was for me as well. I was, like, tried <clears> to <throat> give it up, all, like, you know, for 30 days and then brought some things back. I'm like, no, that's not good. And then it took me a couple months to like really figure it all out and then went vegan. But I don't have like a magical day or anything like mm-hmm. veg anniversary. But okay, so that's that's how you became vegan. And then your sister, was she more of an overnight kind of vegan? Yeah, I don't think she was vegetarian before. I, 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 no. I can't remember for sure, but I don't, I think she just like decided to go vegan and that, it was for the animals right that seemed, and, yeah that seems that to was, happen with a lot of younger people these days it didn't yeah. u- didn't used to yeah yeah so people uh, go straight to becoming vegan where yeah. before uh, often people did two or three steps mm-hmm. yeah uh, sure that makes so, sense it's uh so yeah, the fact that it's a younger sister probably explains that one yeah for sure social <laughs> media and just like and more yeah. chance of meeting a vegan probably too, right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. there's probably more vegans now too, so there's more like you're just come face to face with a vegan more often probably yeah. now too, right? Especially like you're saying the young people. There was just yeah. that study that said like what like 35 percent of like people under 35 are vegan or in Vancouver or 45 percent or like some huge number. Yeah, that, yeah, something huge. crazy. But it's like the, the millennials are are pushing the veganism forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah and and they kind and the millennials kind of like. Grew up with uh, social media and stuff too, right? Yep. It's just like really helping us connect a lot of things. Yeah, they know how to find the other vegans. They know how to find vegan yeah. recipes. They know how to you know find all the resources. So. I can't even yeah. I can't even a uh, little kind of comment on that regarding the food bank because I can't even think of like how we would have started it without social media. Mm. Like, what was I going to do? Like, go door to door? I have no idea. Okay, so let's let's, uh, <laughs> let's let's segue into the food bank. Like, how did you? So you said you you came from a journalism background, and you also mentioned you work in a wood shop. So, like, where did the food bank come into all of this? Uh, yeah, I'm well. Yeah, it's it's sort of uh, I have a sort of a checkered past. I mean, I did like a general arts uh, in college, and I went to journalism. I actually dropped out of journalism uh, in the third year. I like did really good the first year, and I was totally into it. And then second year, I was just reading things I wanted to read and not getting as good of marks the second year. And we were, like, interviewing, like, editors of magazines who were, who were talking about, like, the insane kind of, like, monopolization and jobs being cut. And uh, Kimberly, uh, our food bank director and uh, director of animal justice, um, she was just back in Edmonton uh, and, and uh, talking with uh, at a reunion for a channel that she was uh, a producer for and a host for. And... Um, yeah, she said, like, they were talking about, she was meeting with a lot of media people, and they were talking about cuts still, but, I mean, it's yep. been happening forever, so yep. many jobs. In and this is Kimberly Carroll. Yes, who, um, yes, Kimberly a Carroll. Of TVA members will also know as well, because she's been... Uh, yeah, she's, yeah, she was the, the parade that Holly used to organize. Kimberly yep. Carroll was the MC for oh, yeah. her yep. quite a few years, for four or five yeah. Year, yeah. years, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, so she's she's got a media background as well, and... Uh, yeah. 
And um, so, yeah, she was talking about people even talking about that now. And in the news recently in the States, it's been crazy. So I partially got it because I was just seeing what was going on in media in general. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I just got out of journalism because I just didn't think there was much of a future in it. I was listening to a podcast, like, yesterday where someone uh, with Erin Daddy Roy, she's, like, a really uh, popular uh, author. She's really cool. And she was basically saying, like, all the good journalists are not employed <laughs> because because yeah. they're covering real stuff and everything's like the wealth and media is so concentrated now that, uh, that uh, it's hard to like, get real news out there. But uh, at least we have podcasts and social media, right? And that's how the, you know, like I was saying, like the social media was uh, instrumental in getting the food bank going mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. So how did it, how did we start? Oh, you know, I should go back to, I was saying it's like a checkered history, yeah, yeah. so I dropped into let's, journalism. Let's draw the line. Where yeah, I dropped into yeah. journalism, sorry, and yep. then I actually, like, redid some courses, like, I actually planned a free vegan week um, with at uh, Ryerson that had, like, Kimberly spoke at it, Doug, Doug McNish spoke at it, we played uh, some document, a couple documentaries, like Forks Over Knives and uh, a few other ones, and uh, that was, it was called Free Vegan Week. At Ryerson, and I think that's the first or second time I met Doug as well, who's a good friend. Yeah, and, and when was this? Like, do you remember the year? Um, it would have been six years ago. Okay. Around six years ago. I yeah. think it was, like, in April. I remember it being, like, April 2nd, and it was, like, really nice, because we had, like, a, a outdoor market with music and, like, animal rights tables and stuff like oh, that, cool. all in, like, the downtown quad area of Ryerson there. And uh, it was surprisingly nice out, and it was, like, April, and I was like, wow, we got lucky today. Um... And funny enough, actually, the person who was running the Ryerson uh, Veg Club at the time, uh, one of them was uh, a lady named Heavy Castro, and I just popped in. I was doing, like, night courses to try and get my marks up to apply for nursing, and uh, and so I just popped into the Ryerson Club, and uh, that's how we ended up planning the thing. But Heavy Castro, who was running the Ryerson Club, actually helped start the food bank as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, you, so do have, was, you do have this checkered pass. I love it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So she, yeah. she was part of the food bank. I actually bumped into her in like a health food store one day and I'm like, Hey, I'm starting this food bank and uh, whatever, whatever. And she's like, Oh yeah, I'll help you. Totally. Let's do yeah. it. And so <laughs> it's just kind of like, I just bumped into her in a store and yeah. that's yeah, part yeah. of like how it happened. But um, I kind of decided, um, I eventually did get accepted into university for nursing and uh, a lot of my family's like nurses and hospital managers and doctors and psychologists and stuff like that so I come from a kind of like a medical family you could say Um, and uh, I just decided kind of what I was doing what I'm doing right now with like millwork and custom cabinetry and stuff like that it's I have a lot of freedom with it like tons of freedom like freedom that I can run a food bank on the side right I can like go in late or stay late or work at whatever hours I want to kind of thing so I control my my life quite a bit so that freedom gives me a lot of freedom <laughs> yep. um but uh I kind of decided if I wasn't going to go into nursing I was gonna keep doing what I'm doing but then I was had to do something else kind of thing um you know I'm aware of how like messed up the world is in, in so many ways and um I've had a pretty like good life for 30 years you know I mean 30 five now in year 36 now but at the time when I was thinking about this I'm like I'm 30 I've had a good life I've like you know gone places and you know it hasn't been that rough for me so I need to like do something important mm-hmm. you know give back yeah give mm-hmm. back so to speak um and so I decided I wasn't going to go into nursing and I was going to uh gonna I guess the food bank kind of like just came up as this like really intersectional thing like through journalism and stuff that was from a natural uh, a natural kind of propensity for uh, 
like environmentalism and human rights and, and things like that, right? I mean, everyone goes into journalism with some kind of uh, reason. People are so diverse. Some people in journalism school just care about like lifestyle and some love sports and some are more like social justice people or whatever. Um, so uh, I don't know where I was there, but so it was kind so of an had, intersectional thing. It was yeah. like all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was all kinds of stuff. So a lot of things were kind of going into your brain to like feed this idea of giving back or starting like a social enterprise and then this was the food bank the Toronto Vegetarian Food Bank came out of this then yeah. you found so you found partners to start it with you but like I would have no idea how to start a food bank like what does one like what, no, do, you, no what do you do like how do you research this what um, do you think it, have you ever used one before? no beforehand no, no, so you, you didn't have it from that no. point of view okay no, 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 yeah no. totally and that's and i never was like i was expecting Havie, that answer but i thought the question should be asked have um <laughs> have volunteered at length for, has volunteered at length for many food banks and was oh, yeah. volunteering at oh, so a food she, bank she knew how they yeah operate. she's super smart she that's has her own help. business and she's just like very intelligent very competent person i would like respect her a lot and she's really sweet and um yeah, so so it was great that she came on board. Like, if I hadn't met her, who knows how the food bank would have started too, right? Like, yeah. um, it's all so many people. Like, um, just people, someone helping with the website, someone helping with, like, it just kind of came together. And I just said, hey, I have this idea. Let's, you know, they say they say when you want to do something, it's, like, about putting it out there in the world, right? And, like, telling people I'm going to do it and, like, kind of saying I'm going to do this, whatever. Like, Kim really helped with, like, the the video for the Indiegogo uh, campaign, the first, like, $5,000 we raised kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, you know, we got in the paper just because it was kind of, like, a new idea. Like, people are always, like, the media is always looking for a food bank story or something. Yep. So as soon as there's, like, this whole, like, vegetarian, vegan angle, like, everyone, like, you know, we were yep. on... There's a hook to it. Yeah, yeah, we were in Metro a bunch of times. Uh, we were, like, in the Star, Huff Post, like, PETA News, Yahoo News, Vice Magazine. Like, if you go to the media section on our website there's like tons of stories yeah you can just keep scrolling down Mm -hmm. and seeing all the links so it just kind of like yeah it just kind of like resonated did you get any pushback on the vegetarian part of it uh pushback no well i yeah not pushback but even like my buddy that i work with like one time he was like so why do you why does anyone need a vegetarian or a vegan food bank and you, you know you wouldn't most people wouldn't really know and that's actually kind of why it's needed because there's sort of this western diet just general mentality it's not like malicious or anything it's just um the way that society is it's overwhelmingly like western diet right so when people are donating to food banks it's overwhelmingly western for some reason i see it as being something a little close to the uh occasionally you read stories about somebody who wants vegetarian or vegan food in prison Right, and it's it's also part of the same forgotten element that yeah, uh, just, people go there and yeah, you eat what you get when you get here. No, you can have, you can you can yeah call it human rights and ask for it. Yeah, and that's the the sad uh, thing is same problem exists in some hospitals still. Yeah, oh, that's going to bring some that hospitals up. have totally some hospitals totally. have sharpened yeah. up on that, and some haven't. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, the food in uh, my grandma died of uh, cancer like two or three years ago, and uh, like I went and I went to see her in the hospital. She had like a burger and some other stuff, and I was just like, "This is crazy!" Like I was bringing her like lemons and stuff, you know. And then there's like a burger sitting there. I'm just Ooh. like, "Well, this is horrible." Um, but uh, but, but so she, yeah, but then, she didn't identify as vegan. Oh no, no, not at all. I was just trying. Yeah. To, I actually brought her uh, the Thrive Diet to like read in the hospital. Oh, yeah. Like I mean, it was kind of too late at the time, but who knows? Yeah, you never yeah. know when it's too sure. late, right? So, um, 
uh, so yeah, and I was just reading that too. Uh, um, but so yeah, I was going to say it's sad um, with the what you were saying about people say just kind of like eat what we have to give you, right? And yeah. so when you go to a food bank, like veg people will say if you talk to them, like that they get they do receive this kind of like beggars can't be choosers kind of attitude, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's kind of like the kind of like emotional part part of the emotional underpinning of the food bank is like as vegans or many of us are vegans and vegetarians and some aren't but most of the people who uh, run the food bank are vegan uh, like all of us basically mm -hmm. it's kind of horrible that beggars can't be choosers attitude at a food bank like it's like yeah it's not it's it's not like it's not necessarily like a malicious thing it's just kind of like what's available like food banks suck anyway yeah. you know anyone going to yeah. a food bank it sucks it's just that if you're vegetarian you have less options, and if you're vegan, there's basically nothing. So, so the Toronto Vegetarian Food Bank is like everything's vegan. It's totally vegan, and mainly it's there so that there's some food that vegans can access who are using food banks. Um, but but we it still helps vegetarians out because they still have less options at other food banks too. But it more so helps vegans out because vegans have it the worst at food banks in general. Yes, and you do also have fresh produce, like you have mm -hmm. fresh food as well. It's not just like 20 yes. boxes of mac and cheese and beans where it's like kind of the typical thing you see in like food donation bins. It's just like canned goods and all these other things. And Yes, totally. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about like your offering? Like if someone needs your food bank, what can they expect? Uh, well, we, we always have the, the same food. So um, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, it's routine. It's like clockwork. Like we serve, like right now we're serving 275 people in like a four hour window. So it's like, we just like go fast. I mean, it's cool. Like we have Marco playing guitar upstairs and there's soup and people chill. And we have Pamela Ferguson, the dietitian, yeah. like Helpful. consulting with people. And, uh, so it's like, there's places you can go, things you can do. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a, but it's still very fast paced in terms of if you're like a volunteer or something like we're like getting people through taking, it's like a market kind of setup and we walk people through and then we have people doing intake, like creating files for people and stuff like that. Um, but what was your question again? Oh, I think you're, you're getting to it. Like just what people can expect. Oh, the offerings, so, yeah. the offerings, yeah. right. Yeah. So, so, so you, got, you talked a little bit about as a volunteer, what it's like. Um, so then as a user, what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's always the same. And basically what we, uh, did and Pamela's gone through and like okayed everything, so it's so she's like thinks it's like a nice, well rounded uh, kind of offering. Mm -hmm. And um, about 60% of the budget is uh, fruits and veggies, and then like maybe like 30 to 40% is like non perishable stuff. But we try to emphasize the fresh stuff more. And you know, regular food banks, you know, spend money on eggs and milk and like things like that. So you know, we're just kind of like putting the money elsewhere. Um, and focusing on that, uh, but so it's so the what we've kind of uh, the foods that we have that we always have are our attempt to like uh, find a balance between nutrition and like stuff not being too expensive, right? So we have like um, potatoes and like onions and carrots, which are pretty reasonably priced. So like people get like a bag of carrots, they get a bunch of potatoes, they get some onions, and then we have like broccoli, kale. Uh, tomatoes, avocado, you know, some, we fluctuate sometimes between like zucchini or purple cabbage. I, we've been having purple cabbage a lot because that's been in my diet and I'm learning the magic of purple cabbage. So I'm trying to like share that knowledge yeah. and food with people. And a whole cabbage is so cheap. It's like a, 
I think Dr. Gregor says puts cabbage, purple cabbage, like is the number one food for like bang for your buck. That's what I was thinking. In yeah. terms of yeah, like like what so the massive. nutritional yeah. content. Yeah. yeah so also uh, another from another Dr. Gregor thing, like a 12, top ten foods you should eat, which is we posted recently on the Food Bank Facebook page. Um, but uh, he says that the purple in the purple cabbage is the same antioxidants that's in like berries. So whereas like food yeah. banks don't generally have berries because they're super expensive, cabbage is like a, I don't even know a cruciferous. I don't even know what the proper term is, but it's one of those. Mm-hmm. So it actually like uh, gets into your belly and stimulates your uh, immune system. Mm-hmm. I like broccoli and cauliflower and cabbages yeah. do that. Um, so it gets in there and it's good for your immune system, which is if you're using food banks and you're having health issues, like that's a good thing. But then you're also getting those antioxidants and like food banks don't generally if, can't afford to have berries, right? But you're still getting those purple antioxidants. So, um, and yeah, we have, and then we always have like, uh, I don't know if I said avocado, banana, apples, oranges, and we try to have a citrus, like a lime or, uh, or a lemon or something like that. And then the standard, uh, the standard non-perish, I mean, tofu is kind of considered a perishable as well. We have tofu. Um, and then we have like, beans like chickpeas lentils like legumes and stuff and like pastas and pasta sauces and can you gotta have canned beans it's a food bank so we have canned beans and tomatoes baked beans um and uh, we get tons of awesome uh like vega's always got something cool for us like our first year we had tubs of vega it was insane we had so much so many tubs of vega and now we just have had this endless supply of like omega oils so you know um always like a lot of the time if you're people who are down on their luck you know if it's there's like a pretty large population who use the food bank who are regulars, right? There's like maybe like a 30 or 40% turnover over time. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a a really vague number, but there's at least 50% are like recurring people, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're recurring, that's obviously because they're consistently in poverty, right? So there's always like health issues related to that. So like even like the omega oils that we get from Vega, people say they just take teaspoons full of it and it's like good for their mind and good for their brain and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like getting the fats and cause they can't afford like hemp seeds and I mean, flax seeds are a little cheaper, but like chia, like things like that. Right. Yeah. So, um, so that's been wicked that Vega has been on board for, for so long since the beginning. Um, so do you, and a few other things anyway. So that's so you get your food most and it's all run by donations mm-hmm. like yeah, so, uh, financially. Do you have any like other corporate sponsors and things like that? Uh, well, they... people like like Vega's helped yep. out forever. Actually, mm-hmm. so Vega recently they do like a December fundraising thing. So they've been giving us tons of food for years, but they actually gave us a, a check recently from like their December fundraising thing. Mm-hmm. Doug's always like donated all the food for our vegan Oktoberfests. Um, fundraisers that we've done. So Doug's been a huge supporter since the beginning as well. Um, and just tons of other people like Veg Heads helps us. Like we, we, I have kind of produced the Vegan Oktoberfest with Veg Heads. Um, we even have like a sponsor from the States, uh, from LA, Doshi, who does like vegan bags. Um, but it's just a, it's just an interesting, yeah, like lots of people coming together and, uh, so, uh, unfortunately, we are website. running out of time, so I wanted to give you the time and space to let people know where the food bank is, the hours of operation, how they can volunteer, or if, they, if they're if they in need, what they can do, and then I know you also have an event coming up, so I'll leave you to, uh, to plug. Okay, so um, just basic rundown. Um, the food banks are the last Saturday of the month. That's why we do so many people in four hours, because we just serve everybody at like 275 people at once but we're very good at it we have an amazing team so it's it's all good and we have a great environment um so it's really nice people always say it's got a really nice vibe we got marco and pamela and bob marley playing and it's, it's all good um 
so, but yeah, so that's the last Saturday of every month um, at uh, 270 Gerard Street East. It's sort of like right at Gerard and Parliament, right across from the library. Um, it's uh, actually the space is donated um, by a Christian community center. Um, the food bank, our food bank's not, doesn't claim any religion or anything like that. We're a secular operation, but um, we couldn't do the food bank without uh, Young Street Mission. So, um, yeah, you'll see a, there's a building with a big cross on it across from the library. Um, and uh, so that's the last Saturday of the month. Uh, we open at 12, and we are open from 12 to 4. Um, and for more details on that, uh, you can our website is uh, the acronym for Toronto Vegetarian Food Bank. It's just tvfb.ca. Um, and on Instagram and Twitter, we are at Veg Food Bank. And then on Facebook, it's just type in Toronto Vegetarian Food Bank and, and you'll find us. And like in the info on our Facebook page, it says when the next food banks are and has our website, uh, which has much more information. Our website's got a little video called A Day at Toronto Vegetarian Food Bank, uh, which you can check out. And um, some other videos and lots of media and things like that. Um, and then lastly, um, we are going to be uh, launching our Fast for Hunger fundraiser uh, next week. And the actual day of the fast is going to be in June. But what it is is um, we basically have like prizes for the top three fundraisers and people basically pledge to fast on uh, June 20, uh, Wednesday, June 27th. And uh, they raise money for a couple weeks and, uh, and all that money goes towards keeping the food bank open. Um, and uh, that'll be all over our social media as well. So people can just check that out or hashtag fast for hunger. It's like a number four in between fast for hunger. Um, uh, yeah, you can contact us through the web, our website or uh, through social media or Facebook or whatever. Great. Are you currently looking for volunteers or you're... It's, it's, it's like a, we have a lot of volunteers. So the reason we're so efficient at serving so many people is because we have like a core team of like at least 10 people who are always sort of doing the same thing. And they have people shadowing them, learning how to do it in case someone can't come one time. Uh, but we have sort of a core team. So it's really slow going getting new people in. Um, people generally, I just say, email us through our website and just write like volunteer um, as your title of your email. And I go through all of them eventually, but there's just a lot. So it just takes time and I go through them and we have like a volunteer list and we just get people in as we can kind of thing. Okay. And, yeah. but then people can also give money and, yeah, yeah, and that's, support another. That's the most well. important yeah. thing. Um, yeah, totally. Uh, participating in the fast for hunger is awesome. It's a really great event. And as people like sign like sign on we like create a facebook group chat for like the day we're fasting and we all joke around about how hungry we are and how much it sucks without having food um which is actually a real problem for a lot of people hence why we uh need the food bank but um but uh yeah so taking part in the fast for hunger is great or just donating is is great too we were talking about donations earlier and uh because we buy everything wholesale and spend so much money on fresh fruits and vegetables um you know, cash goes a long way. It, um, taking something from the store and burning gas or your own fuel, trying to get it and donate it to us, and or having someone pick it up, and uh, isn't as good as like us being able to provide fresh fruits and veggies for people. Yep. Okay. Right. Well, thanks so much for coming in and telling us Thank about the vegetarian food me. bank and and about your checkered history. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to take up so much time with my personal thoughts. Oh, you know what? It's a podcast. It's it's meant for people to converse and share their stories. So thanks so much. Thank yeah. you guys. Thanks. So you, fun. Yeah.
You've been listening to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast, and radio show heard on CJRU 1280 AM The Scope. Remember, you can listen to past episodes of Veg Out on our app, The Veg Guide, or you can go to our website, veg.ca. And you can always email comments or questions or suggestions to tva at veg.ca. And until next time, Veg Out. Woohoo!